Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is a Heart and Hand production. Welcome back to another episode of the Crow Pod. Joining me this week on a one-day delay basis here, first Mr. David Edgar. Hello, David. Yeah, do do what the the SNP do and blame the blame the English for the delay yeah, exactly. because uh, we, we yeah we knew that everyone would be watching the England Germany game yesterday, so there wasn't much point us bothering, and also it meant we could talk about the football, so it's easy content. No, so, now, now but, we have all the football. Yeah, all the football. <laughs> And to help us talk about all the football is Todd Van Allen. Hello, Todd. A loaf of bread, a quart of milk, and a stick of butter. <laughs> I, I, have you had a stroke? Yes. I don't know why I remembered that today. I think it was because I was running errands. It's, it's an old thing. I don't know if David would have gotten this over there. But it was an uh, old Sesame Street uh, cartoon. Where uh, the the kid is sent out to to run errands, and the only things that his parent his mom says is go pick up a loaf of bread, a quart of milk, and a stick of butter. And the entire time he's walking to the grocery store, gets a loaf of bread, quart of milk, stick of butter. And I believe he comes back with like Pez, I don't know something. <laughs> well, you earned it. Some for yourself yeah. for going. That was yeah. always. You know, that was always inherent in any transaction. My mother yeah. ordered to the shop to get you know something for yourself for going was. Uh... Was always a, a, a bit, which was generally a Mars bar, which might explain why I've got no teeth left uh, at this at this age. But yes, yeah, so with lots of lots of football. Lots well, of... You, you know, what, hold on. Before we before we talk about the football, let's let's just get the the real sport out of the way here first. Todd, how disappointing is it that we're either gonna have to watch a Tampa Bay Lightning a team for Florida win a second mm-hmm. Stanley Cup, right. or the Montreal Canadiens? <laughs> yeah. Fuck hockey, huh? Yeah, there we go. How, yeah. how can a team from Florida play hockey? They don't have ice in Florida. It's so it's it's not so much uh, now, but the adage used to be when an American team won or American two American teams were playing in the in the Stanley Cup Finals, which were often. And it's like okay, so their collection of Canadians and Swedes is going to play the other collection of Canadians and Swedes, um, but the, you know. Hockey, hockey's uh, more global now. They they got they got players. There's there's guys from Germany. There was a a British guy at one point. There's a guy from Scotland actually played played uh, played hockey. Wow. Yeah. Well, yeah. Hockey I'm teams so- in Scotland. Yeah, they, they do. Um, Dave Marshall, our our podder, he's he's very into that. And uh, well, we we got a couple of good listeners. So yeah, he was the he was the, the social media guy for a while for <laughs> the clan. Yes. The, the Glasgow side, so no, he's, oh, he's okay. quite, so, 
I was, I was going to say, wow, that's uh, you're you're really forgiving over there, the old network. <laughs> that would have been an interesting social media feed, wouldn't it? Uh, although, have you ever noticed that people just cannot say Ku Klux Klan? No, it's always it Clue. Yeah, always Clue Klux Klan. Similarly, the same people are the ones who have family members in it at one point. It's very easy to say it. Yeah, yes. but it's it, it's one of those words uh, that people constantly. Care. The other one that drives me nuts is um, lackadaisically, which people mm-hmm. for some reason believe there's an X in that isn't. Right. right. right? You know, there's no X. There's also um, two. There's also two R's in library. Yes. Yes, but yeah. uh, you know, th- this is the good thing about our show. We are, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck off with that, you American. Um, <laughs> that's that that drive that uh, drives me nuts. But then this is what we do here. We are like Lord Reef on this show. We are yes. not only here to to entertain. We are here to educate and inform our listeners. Yes. So well, let's talk about football. <laughs> well, it was interesting because you said that in the Stanley Cup, you've now got Germans because in the European Championship soccer, you don't. Oh, right. Uh, what was it? There, there's more Brighton players left than Real Madrid. I think right. than so, yeah, the yeah. Well, there was more Brighton players in the, the, the Spanish squad than in the, 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 the there's no Real Madrid players. So there's yeah, two exactly. players. <laughs> they, they, they but I've got a great stat. It's the first time since 1950 that neither France or Germany have been in the quarterfinals of a major tournament. It's not so, bad, eh? Yeah, group of death. Group of ziddies, more like. <laughs> all out. All of them. Mm-hmm. Ready. France was funny, though. I mean, it was. Yeah. I mean, we ought to be sitting there watching it. Like, when Switzerland missed the penalty, we went, all right, France is going to score, and then they're going to fucking yeah. run this and and everything was happening exactly how we expected yep. right <laughs> no 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 right. <laughs> tell him it wasn't well the yeah. thing is pogba scores that great goal but then he goes like, full pogba couldn't help right, himself right right, right. Yeah. goes full pogba even then i must admit i didn't think ah well that's going to come back and bite you in the ass three two you thought well they make the game of it three each like, that's weird sure. um, and it, the penalties there isn't a human being alive who didn't think that mbappe was uh, was missing that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I said, I said it to my wife as soon as, as soon as he stepped out. He's missing it. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, and immediately uh, right away, his calf hurt very badly again, mm. j- j- just as it did on that miss in uh, extra time, where, yeah. where he clearly tore his calf muscle wide open right, right after blazing that shot wide. Yes. Uh, the the um it, it reminded me of when we played PSG in two thousand and one, and of course we went to penalty shoot it, and then immediately, like within seconds of the final whistle going in extra time, Nicholas Anelka had taken off his his shoes, his or his boots, his socks, and strapped an ice pack to his knee, and might as well have just had a handwritten sign saying, "I'm not fucking taking one." <laughs> 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 Obvious, nope, I've ever seen in my life. I mean, it was like, yep. ref blows a whistle, and by the time he's actually taking his fingers off his whistle, that you know, to let it drop, the next thing it was just, you know, nope, I'm gone, bye, I'm I'm on the highway at this point, I'm Nicholas yeah. Anelka, right? He was right. out, he was not hitting a penalty that night. Um, he wouldn't have hit one in his career. It was, that was a really strange thing. <laughs> for, for a guy who could consistently find the back of the net, he did not ever want to have to take penalty. Alex McLeish got mocked for this, right? But he said, you know, mm-hmm. dead, 
some strikers don't like hitting a dead ball, but he's, he's he was absolutely right. I mean, I used to play up front. I was a I wasn't quick, but I was a really good finisher, right? Um, I just yeah, I just was naturally. I was uh, right. There is a space. I will hit the ball into it. Um, I could score all sorts of finishes. I could not hit a penalty or a free kick if you had paid me an enormous sum of money and a blowjob off a supermodel. I've no idea why, <laughs> right? I mean, I could have been raining them in. There was one game I actually remember where I scored like seven and then we got a penalty in the last minute and the guy just chucked me the ball. And you know that way you don't want to be, yeah. right? I was like, hey, no, somewhere else can hit it, man. <laughs> He's like, no, no, Davey, on you go, you know, on you go. Hey, shit. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't go actually, I'm fucking disaster. So I go up and I hit this thing and it almost makes it to the goal, but it sort of dies of embarrassment on its way towards a goal. And the goalkeeper's got time to read the entire works of Proust and then come back <laughs> and, and pick the ball up with like his anus because he had turned around and just sat on it. And they're all looking at me and going, what the fuck was that? And, and you know, I did that really mature thing. I, well, I knew that was going to happen. You should never have thrown me the ball in the first place. Yep. Uh, I, my my joy in life has always been the warm up. That's when I can actually score. Like you know, we were practicing on 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 the keeper, and I was I'm just like throwing in these postage stamp. Oh, it's just beautiful, right? And then as soon as anything happens on the field, just like if there was a rosette, it went past it. It's just yeah. Right, it's, it's unbelievable but they, that's sort of like the equivalent right i i told a thing on our, our gerard show this week which you still listen to by it's free and very good and share it with your friends but mm-hmm. i told the story about how I'm, I'm really bad for superstitions going to to the games right and i know they're stupid and i know they're daft but even so i can't really take the risk i'm, I'm not too bad for developing ocd because i will reset in the summer and just go right that was last year. So it doesn't get too bad. I don't, you know, turn into full Joey Ramon having to take four hours to go down the stairs if he doesn't do them in the right order kind of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a genuine legitimate day. It's why football clubs uh, discourage youngsters from, you know, oh, I've got to go eighth in the tunnel and all that because it can turn into something quite serious. Mm-hmm. But um, one of the ones I had last season, and I don't know how I noticed it, but I noticed it, is that I had to wear matching underwear. Now, this has okay. surprised a lot of people, and I, I'm I'm kind of disappointed and stunned by it, that they were all going, what do you mean matching underwear, like a bra? And I'm like, no, clearly mm-hmm. not. And, and they're like, <laughs> ah, well, matching, what, what even is that? I was like, I right. have to wear the same brand of underwear, and they have to be the same colours. And they're like, you have brands of underwear? I was like, right, i tell you what, mate, Park your house, and then once you've managed to do that, <laughs> you'll have a bother finding a space. Come in, and, and we'll discuss it. And I, you know, it's like, how do you people dress? Do you just get fucking strategically shaved, covered in glue, and kicked through top man? I mean, it's it, it, of course you get brands of underwear. Jesus Christ! But it, the reason I brought that up is it reminded me of Todd's thing. See that in the warm up, genius. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, and and but once it starts, not so much. It's the same when you're out on the pool. If you're wearing your good pants, yep. you have no chance. Right? <laughs> if you've, yes. got, if you've got the, the Armani silk ones, right? Mm-hmm. That are just, oh my goodness. And you're feeling good. Because you do. You feel good, don't you? You get that yeah. confidence. You've got the stamp of shagability. And mm-hmm. you're wandering up to the babes and you're like, hey, pretty lady, I come home see my pants. And they are, of course, you know, <laughs> just the poles, right? And they're walking away. Whereas if you're out in the 
tatty fucking you know, supermarket you know different colours right all just disastrous they're all over you they can't put it in your do you want to come back to my place? I'd love to, but I can't let you see me in these under in these underpants. Which names and skid marks? How is that possible? Well, I had yeah. a, I had a theory then of what you could do, right? Is that you should wear those pants, right? The skiddy kind of right. different coloured ripped to put your balls are hanging ones, but take the good ones. Yes. In your yes. jacket, but then of course. <laughs> The girl might see you with what she will only, I'm sure, assume as she sees you coming out of the toilet after you've changed with what will appear to her to be another man's pants in your hand. (laughs) (laughs) Those ones are out. Likely to put you off. It's likely to put you off. Um, Okay, so that reminds me. There there was a time when... um, uh, the the president of our supporters club, Jack Jackson from uh, East Kilbride. Um, Sorry, what was his name? Jack Jackson. Parents were up all night coming up with names for that one. Eh? <laughs> My grandfather was Alan Van Allen. The line starts here. <laughs> um, and uh, I believe it was his son Robbie. I believe it was his first child that he brought into the supporters club one night, and he had him fully kitted. Right, so he had the socks. The, uh, the shorts, the Rangers top, like everything. And uh, one of the guys uh, that was visiting the club, he kind of looks at him and goes, wow, Jack's got the kid all done up. He's got the shirt. They're visiting. He goes, yeah, it does. He goes, are the, are the uh, diapers Rangers as well? Goes, no, they're Celtic. Well, <laughs> you make sure of that. Uh, <laughs> well, see how you say that. I'm just thinking, like Robert Kennedy's kids, did they have an uncle and auntie Jackie? They must have. They must have, <laughs> logically. They yeah. must have just like your uncle and Aunt, Auntie Jackie, because, you know, and quite rightly, I think both of them were like, I'm not giving the name up. Maybe that's why she had them shot. Yeah. Has anyone looked at that yet? Right. Good uh, Lucifer uh, film. Yep. Has anyone looked at that? And she has a perfect alibi, because she couldn't have done it because she was in the car. <laughs> then she marries a, a billionaire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is all yeah. adding up now. I'm going. I'm actually going to. I'm going to go to Reddit. All. Crazy ideas. And <laughs> by the way, that that right there doesn't even make the top twenty of that re- subreddit. Oh, that's, uh, there's, there's some amazing people. I hate to tell you that, Shane, but they're all in America. Really, I, I haven't noticed that. Uh, no. You know, they're like actively in government, right? There. Well, that, that's true. Actually, <laughs> yeah, you know, a few of them are. Uh, I, I, brilliant song. I always kind of listen to new releases and stuff, and I used it today in the, the daily update. I just want to get. It's a great song. You should all check it. It's by a band called Our Lady Peace, and it features oh, Pussy yeah. Riot. Mm-hmm. Remember our old friend Pussy Riot? Yeah. Yes. Um, and that, that's probably why it popped up. Mm-hmm. Our Lady Peace. I, uh, I I saw them many times. Uh, well, lovely, lovely, lovely band. <laughs> Yeah, a good band, but the, the song is called Stop Making Stupid People Famous. <laughs> and, and it's just a plaintive plea for us to stop doing that. And he's, he's right. He's like, we've got to stop this. That's one of the lines in it. Like, Mate, cannot, cannot agree more. Oh, the... Um... Uh, so I've actually so when you when you when you listen to Our Lady Peace, Rain Maida is like this 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 artiste, right? Both lyrically, his voice, you know, and you, when you look at his lyrics, you just go, oh my god, like this this guy is is the real deal. And uh, so you it, you kind of think like when the front man is like that, 
the rest of the band follow suit. And I was able to have uh, Jeremy Taggart on my other podcast. He was the drummer. And he was their drummer at the age of 16. Like, just wicked talented. And, uh, and, and you know, has, has grown up with the band, obviously. He left the band, and he comes in and went, wow, Jeremy Taggart's going to be showing up. You know, I, I guess i got to get, like, really poetical and make sure I'm, I'm on point. And uh, he shows up and goes, all right, bud, let's do this fucking podcast, man. All right, let's fucking go, bud. And uh, how are you doing? Oh, just got back from the fucking cottage. Got fucking ripped, bud. It's like, okay, this is, I am fine. I remember interviewing a band uh, from a blog years ago, and the singer was very like a very kind of tortured artist type guy, and he used words in the interview like supine and yeah. belligerent, right, and right. activistic. And <laughs> then the guitarist came in and he used words like farting, ah. pussy, <laughs> and you know, <laughs> you're like, wow, how the fuck do you two get on? I mean, how can you live in a van together? Uh, if this is the case, so that that quite often can be that the the guy who disappointed me slightly on that, and I do think he's pretty cool, but uh, Modest Mouse and Stately, oh, love him. Love yeah, him. one of my very favourite bands. You all met this week's great, but uh, Isaac Brock, lead singer. Now their music is clever. It's weird and it's strange, and his lyrics are amazing and weird and strange. Some of, my, some of the most beautiful, haunting lyrics you'll ever read. And he was doing an interview in Rolling Stone, and they said, what's your favourite movie? And he said, Dumb and Dumber. And I went, ah, well, that's that fucked uh... Absolutely <laughs> shattered. I guarantee you, if Kurt Cobain had lived, he ain't saying Dumb and Dumber. Right. <laughs> I, I, I didn't need it to be Francis Truffaut or something, right? But I'm hoping for, you know, Chinatown. So, yeah, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, no, Dumb and Dumber, great, cheers. I suppose it could have been worse, it could have been there's something about Mary, so. Mm-hmm. Not going to surprise you both, I fucking hate that type of film. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah. You know, I know you probably like it, Shane, because you're a stone on an American. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that's, yeah. yeah. I, uh, that's I, I, actually, I, I actually finally got to see Modest Mouse live, and uh, I had to pay Black Keys prices to do so. Um, because they were they were only they were only playing they were opening for for them at the uh, the ACC in in Toronto like the the big hockey ring. So I'm going to see an arena show. Haven't seen that in a while. And I go with a friend of mine who's a huge Black Keys fan. And I know I don't know three of their songs maybe. Um, and but it's it's one of those shows where like as soon as the Black Keys were on, it's like oh yeah okay yeah it's these guys. Um, and I just watched Modest Mouse and like, you could tell some of the crowd were into them and others were just like, where's my seat? And, um, the, the, I, I, like, I loved everything they did. It was, it was absolutely fantastic. Uh, great show, great playlist. They played a lot of songs that, you know, I wasn't expecting that were fantastic, but I get the feeling that I missed them like two tours out. Right, like I should have yeah. seen them at a place like, like oh, the music yeah. hall, or like just uh, just a small, like like a much smaller venue uh, than a twenty two thousand people. Like I like I was thinking like if I had seen them at like the mod club, which holds like maybe two thousand people, like that would have been the perfect size, or even the music hall, which holds about three to four, well, like I mean, something. It's, it's that not like. ba- I, there's not a lot of bands that can translate that same kind of show. Like, like I remember I saw Muse at a really small club, and then mm-hmm. saw them in a massive stadium. And they can do it, but I, it, I, it, there's not many bands that can do both right. very well. Uh-huh. And, so yeah. I'm glad that we're going to be able to do this right now. Did you say you went to see Muse? Yeah. Yeah. Muse. Yeah. And, guess, right. and, the, and the darkness opened for him. It was now, fucking awesome. I, so I, 
Try, I don't mind them. They're not bad, right? Couple of good pop tunes in there. And I'll always remember one time they were at a festival I was at, and they were really, it was before they made it big, and he came on stage and he said, Give me a D! And the crowd went, D! And he went, Give me an Arkness! And they did, and he said, That was just to save time. So I thought, Yeah, you'll do for I was like, You'll do for me, right? Because we could have been here all fucking day, so brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, so, no, but, right. You know Queen, the band, right? Mm-hmm. Utter yeah. shit. Right. A band who genuinely yeah, make man. me they make me feel sad that I'm sentient. We, right? we already wasted five that, minutes on this Friday. Well, well I, I would sit down and get fucking comfortable. You, you right. know the sad part is the time that you took on this took away from the time he could have told you about all the people and the hold steady and the replacements that Dan does work with. <laughs> <laughs> that, this is important. Right. Queen <laughs> are fucking awful. And it's yeah. not enough for you to like them, which I'm sure you, you do only to hurt them. Which, I'm, sh- you've done this part. which <laughs> I'm sure you I'm sure you do only to hurt me. Right? I'm convinced uh. that's <laughs> Subqueen. Right. You would see like baby queen uh. Aldi Queen. Uh. Oh, uh. Sally loves them. I'll put I'll put uh-huh. you in touch. Sally loves them. But then Sally's a lady who needs a fanny booted more than I do it. So what does that tell you? Right. Uh, uh, you, you're, you're like the, the fucking Czech Republic in music opinions. What the fuck do you want me to do? <laughs> um, How is this liking Queen racist? <laughs> Apart from the fact that they're the whitest four people in the world. Well, three of them, one of them no longer with us. I just, uh, I just hate all the shit about, about Queen. Oh, Freddie, he did a lot for AIDS. Yes, he spread a lot of it. Yeah. <laughs> No, that 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 was she. He's not a very nice person. Right. Uh, now you know you know who are great guys. Status quo. They're fucking great guys. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure. How can you dislike the quo? Um, I don't know. Well, I love- hey, hey, how about, uh, how about Angie? Angie yeah. Postcode. Uh huh. How about, how about we talked about him instead of for way more minutes. I, I I did like I did like Martin O'Neill having to squeeze and he's like you know I I won my first old firm six too but uh, I hope you do well that right. that was a, that was a very nice way of uh <laughs> did, did you did you both see the the oh uh, yes oh my god I look which one, which one? The, the his fan presser thing whatever the hell you want to call it <laughs> even before we get to that did you see the video of him arriving. Yes. And they'd put up, you know, those like those crowd dividers. Right? Yeah. They'd put them up. I, I'm actually cringe. I, I genuinely cringe when someone said this. I was like, it can't be as bad as I think it's going to be. Oh. And they put them up because their new manager's going to arrive. And mm-hmm. I swear to God, there are 12 people yeah. in the car park. 12. It looked like the. Uh... Their their uh, protests against the SFA all those years ago. <laughs> Rangers hired a new assistant kit man earlier this year, and there were more people there to greet him. Right. <laughs> it's it's kind of reminds me of like I I, uh, I finally got to sit down and watch the um, the Ukraine Sweden match last late last night. Uh, the the yellow shirt derby, and. Um, <laughs> Uh, I was I was I was watching the crowd watching the game and I look at the crowd and go wow even Ukrainians and Swedes don't like Hamden like it's, <laughs> it's nothing there that anyone likes 
I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> yeah. Genuinely, like we were sitting watching, and it's funny you're saying that because a few people text me the same thing, and it's like you see these amazing super stadiums, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Extraordinary things, and you're like, my goodness. Real shot. Just that, that there's no need for that. Just keep the camera on the pitch. But the sad see. part is, though, David, like on the ESPN feed, one of the cameras that they were using quite extensively for the match had a spider building a web in it <laughs> <laughs> that they didn't clean out for about half an hour. <laughs> so uh, it's a, it was a surprisingly decent game. I was glad to see Big Phil. A getting to come on and then B realizing that we're playing Partick Thistle on Monday, so they had they had he had to leave. He couldn't go to Rome at the weekend with them. Yeah. So, um, right. but it wasn't his fault. It was the much taunted Lindelof, uh, <laughs> in my opinion, that, that cost him that goal. But yeah, it was a hell of a day, and we're going through the full thing in, in Britain at the moment. Of and I wonder if there's something in this between you guys, you know, Canada and USA, that England are getting all excited. Um, because you know they should at least get to the final now. When you look at mm-hmm. you know oh, yeah. look at what's ahead of them, so they're getting all excited. Uh, and of course, the default reaction of Scotland is to get all bastards, bastards, you know, <laughs> and you know, stuck into them. And I did. I wondered if, is there anything? Because the only thing I could think of was maybe hockey, right? You know, I don't. You know, I wouldn't. Ex- I don't think you'd expect. Uh, I mean, they're, they're, they're just. You know, coach, they right? win all the international competitions. Our teams win the Stanley Cup every year. So right. It's yeah. A, it's yeah. it's a fair it's trade. A, it's a nice <laughs> division of labor. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. The uh, uh, my buddy uh, Nigel, I believe, a listener to the show, um, Tom Forsythe, Hi, big toe. If you're looking for, if you're looking oh, for, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, we uh, he's we just when he came to Toronto Central he was just this this font of information about Rangers history and and players and stuff so we just referred to him as the Squire um, because we would have argue this was pre internet days in your pocket so we would have these arguments of like what player did what and who scored when and then he would just like clear his throat and everyone would lean in like he's E F Hutton um, that's a <laughs> it, like um, kids ask your parents to ask their parents. And, um, so the, the, um, uh, well, okay. I have, I have another EF Hutton reference, uh, story after this. The, uh, I have, I've done this, this new thing. So like when, when a game gets boring, you know, they do the, what, what we just call the wave, but it's known as the Mexican wave. You know, it's just like nothing's happening. So we might as well do this. Um, Nigel and I have been uh, tweeting back and forth what the managers uh, look like if they weren't doing football management. Yes. So uh, it's like uh, I, I can't remember which one of us came up with this. Deschamps looks like uh, he is a detective uh, and he you know has to has to chase uh, the 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 uh, bad guys in the sewers and then he makes a shit joke um and i said yeah and then the 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 uh, swiss boss kind of looks like his cranky old captain that uh, does not like his uh, his his crazy ways um yes um smoking, the port- smoking the- galwa cigarettes yes yeah galwa and he's, he's very he looks very french doesn't he mm-hmm. he looks yeah. like you know, the type of guy you would say to him, um, so Didier, you've you've gone out of, of the year. Yes, you know, we expected to, to go to the final. We did not even want to. You know, um, he, he's, he's got that. I've got Hall breathing down my neck, Deschamps. <laughs> What's that Simpsons line? It's like, come on, my children need wine. Um, so, <laughs> I think he, I would... he's like, 
He's there. Shevchenko, though. Oh, my goodness. Beautiful looking man still. Yeah, I know. It's, There's it's, a reason he made the cover of FIFA. Yeah, There's a reason. Very much. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, he was a politician. I'll tell you what, I, mean, I, I get it. I guess if you're England, you're much happier with Ukraine there than because Sweden had every look of Scotland but better, mm-hmm. like like that same kind of system that they really don't want to have to play against. Mm-hmm. Um, because then South, South, Southgate has to, well, I mean Southgate has to think about how to attack, and he doesn't want to do that, right? Uh, obviously, <laughs> I know they'll beat Ukraine. Denmark or Czech will be tricky. But mm-hmm. you, you know they should yeah. they should beat them. Final totally different. I think we're all behind Todd's wife's boys at this point. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got you got want the narrative though. You want the Danes through, don't you? Uh, I mean, oh, we, yeah. I do. Yeah. yeah. We, well, I think all of us religious would would mark ourselves mm-hmm. down as Church of Loudrop. So yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we, we obviously we have the uh, we have the Italian flag flying out front. Uh, which is a lovely distraction from the Canadian flag that we're not putting up for obvious uh, reasons. So, yeah. Oh, I, 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 just want, I just wondered if you were surrendering prematurely. <laughs> you know, just just in case there's a war. Okay. Um, you know. I, I bought three flags for the, for the, because we already have a Canadian flag. And because we got this, this flagpole up front, came with the house. So we're like, fuck it, we'll just, you know. <laughs> Put up, a, put up a flag. So I ordered the, uh, when, when the Euro started, um, runs on flags. So, you know, they were they took a while to come. Uh, so I ordered Scotland, Netherlands, and Italy uh, for the for the three teams. I figured, okay, so whenever they're playing, I'll just put up the flag. Um, the, by the time the flag showed up, Scotland was out. Yeah. So thank you, uh, uh, Amazon Post. <laughs> um, and then... Don't uh, blame them. Blame Steve Clark. It's not their fault. <laughs> but what if that was the reason? What if like all I needed to do was put up a flag, and then they would have? They, uh, um, it's like that. It's like the underwear story all over again. Um, yeah. And so could the flag the, pick? Could the flag pick Nathan Patterson? No. <laughs> Therefore, actually, I think the flag could have picked Nathan Patterson. <laughs> Uh, what do you think, Flag? Patterson! Okay, great. <laughs> uh, so, uh, the day of the final, the, the Dutch game, first game in the, in the final 16, I go outside, I put up the flat, the Dutch flag, uh, game ends, I walk right outside, take down the flag, put up the Italian one. Is it that Belgium now? So, Belgium had played in St. Petersburg, Copenhagen, Seville, and now uh, isn't that one in uh, Germany? Isn't that the Allianz Arena? Yeah. Like how? Holy fuck! <laughs> like, yeah. Well, you know, they, they, it's good for the old frequent flyers. They'll, yeah, I they'll mean, save a few know, quid on their holiday next year. Like I, you know, I, I don't think anything of Roberto Martinez as a manager whatsoever. Mm-hmm. But that's a Maybe hell of a lot of travel. It is. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, oh, especially, that's especially the, the way it's working out is, you know, ideal for England. They, they have to go to Italy this week, which is quite mm. a nice little trip, you know, yeah. a few days and then yeah, get some sun and, and then come back the first, uh, and, then play it, and then play at home again <laughs> and all yeah. the way to the final. So no, it's, it, it's looking it's looking pretty good for them. Um, but then it, the reason that we can't complain in Scotland is, of course, we got two home games and only had to travel to London for the third, so you know we can't really go. Oh, everything's set up for these English people. When you know, <laughs> it helped us out a wee bit with this as well, lads. So right. you know, it, it, 
but no, it definitely does. Uh, see, I, I, I hate trap. I know some people do. It's like, you know, you're in for such a disappointment when I visit next year because you've got all these road trip plans. And I'll say, tell you what, Shane, you go and get gas and I'll get you in the city that we're going to as I fuck <laughs> off to the airport in a taxi. <laughs> right? I, I, I don't understand people who enjoy traveling. I mean, it's functional. Right. And I'm, it needs I'm, to be I'm from the Midwest, man. We don't if, if we can look at a map and see that we can drive there, mm-hmm. we're going to fucking do it. We don't right. fly. Um, I okay, so I'm I'm kind of with David. Like I, uh, okay, so the actual vacationy part, like when you land, is great. Like once you fight your way through the jet lag or whatever it is, that's the fun part. And I agree, there is that travel moment where it's just like, uh, we got to sit in this chair for five fucking hours or whatever it is. I will say this: I do like the fact that there's nothing to do. Like there's like everything shut off. You don't. There's no internet unless you pay for it. And who's gonna fucking do that? I just hey, you know what? I'll watch uh, another Avengers movie on a three by five inch screen. I don't give a shit. I will just. I just love that. And then if you're in uh, first class or business class, uh, if you're doing it on Lufthansa anyway, they have what I call the bourbon button. Which is uh, on your armrest. I don't know how it happens. You just hit this button and someone brings you a bourbon. It's, it's great. Alcohol appears. It's just just hammering that thing uh, on the way to uh, Italy. So oh, yeah, great. It's, yeah, it's it's the same. You know, if you're in business class, for those of you who haven't done it, I would recommend it. There's another button just next to that. You press that, and the stewardess comes along, and gives you a hand job. Oh, <laughs> really, really. Ah, right, that. But uh, no, I mean, don't get me wrong. It needs to be done, I, and I'm fine with it because I don't drive, so I'm I'm used mm-hmm. to public transport everywhere I've ever gone. I've gone on public transport, but also like, a couple of years ago, I was fortunate enough to be invited to Orsa, and it, it was in uh, it was in Auckland. But they said oh, to me, okay. "Would you mind go, where? Would you mind going to Melbourne first and doing a live show at the Melbourne uh, City RSC? Yes, certainly, and I know Glenn." Uh, from from there he's a listener and I was like of course I met some lovely people got to go to Australia it's really cool there's a place in a the, there's a big part of Melbourne believe it or not that's called like Batman Plaza mm-hmm. and it's it's not named after Bruce Wayne which I was disappointed but I'm pretending <laughs> it is there's like a guy in Melbourne's history called John Batman um, but Beautiful. as far as I'm concerned if there's a fucking Batman Plaza mm-hmm. it's named after the Cape Avenger right so a uh, Cape Crusader so uh, uh we head on, right, I head there, and after that fucking journey, right, from Scotland to Melbourne to Auckland to back mm-hmm. again inside five days, right? Jesus Christ. Anything else now seems like a fucking doddle. Uh, right. Not long after it, I had to go down to London. I always go down to London on the train because... Flying for an hour is a pain, right? It is a pain in the ass because you've got to go through all the all the shit. Whereas going a train, four and a half hours, lovely, comfy, you can get up for a walk, all the rest of it. Mm-hmm. So I get on the train and I sit down. I'm like, right, magazine. And seven minutes later, I'm in London. And I was like, how the fuck did that happen? That's amazing. You know, I just, yeah. I just got on the train a couple of minutes ago, and it's after you've done, you know, Australia or or, or any any flight that's over. I think. Or any journey that takes twenty four hours, mm-hmm. then four or five hours is a doddle. But right. I just, I, 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 it's such a trip. And Sally said to me, "Oh, your New Zealand photographs look amazing. I, I'd love to go." And I, you couldn't do it. She's like, "No, nope, <laughs> you could not. I couldn't do it. I'd kill you." 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> you see, the, 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 the one-hour flight, I used, to have a, I used to have a 150 flight from Knoxville back to Chicago whenever I was coming home. Mm-hmm. So it was 150 or 620, I think. But I'd usually try to get the 150. There was just less people on it. Mm-hmm. So you get in, the, the plane takes off at 150, and I would get off the plane in Chicago into the terminal at O'Hare at 147. So right. I, I gained three minutes flying from, from Knoxville to Chicago every time. That's awesome. Which, yeah, I mean, that, that does be the nine hour drive. Most of the time, yeah. it's, uh, it, right. it's still. I mean, it was. I I just I hate well, I hate getting to the airport early. I hate dealing with. I hate people. I mean, fuck. I drove all yeah. the way to the Keys, right, just to yeah, avoid right. the idea yeah, of having to fly with two other people with me. <sighs> if it's just me, if it's only me, oh, I can yeah. tolerate. But when I have to, no, 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 no. <laughs> it's also the fact that an airport you've got to give utter control of yourself over the second you yes. step through yep. security, you're basically the second you step, you're basically well, saying to them like you own my the, ass until until yeah. I get out. Well, and and then still like you know this winter there was still COVID without vaccines, and it was like mm-hmm. I don't want to be on a small aluminum tube. Next right. To somebody. Yeah. A death yeah. tube. Yeah. Death tube. Yeah. It's a it's a petri dish with wings. Yeah. Um, I like a apartment building in the sky. Yeah. You uh, you you hit the nail on the head, Shane, about traveling like driving alone. There's nothing better. I can catch up on podcasts. I can listen to music if I want. Like it's just it's fantastic. And when you're on when you're doing road gigs, you're praying that the other comic on the bill isn't a prick. Like you're just <laughs> praying your ass off, and. Um, <laughs> it does not always work that way. Uh, there's like, um, uh, at least there was there was three of us on the show, and we're doing like this community center in in northern Ontario. Um, so small town gig, totally love them. I I absolutely adore these things. And so get in, and I've got a buddy of mine in the car, and it's like yes, okay. So you know we're just gonna have a lovely time, and then we see who the headliner is, um, who I, who I believe has since passed away. And, oh, well, um, in that case, you can talk about them then. Instead. Oh, okay. It's, uh, let me let me just double check. Uh, <laughs> just no, just to make sure. Don't, don't do it because you'll offend some some mate of his in the industry. He thinks you're a right good guy and lose a bit. Right. It's, it's yes. not worth it for so, a five second joke so, on this show. So he he has passed away. Um, yay! Yay! Um, and so he was one of these guys. Like, and 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 by the way, when when I am headlining a show, I don't care. Like, I I like driving there myself. I will carpool with other people. Um, I tend to like showing up just by just by myself. I kind of like uh, having the time to myself to go over the set and stuff like that. But if I got a friend of mine, absolutely no problem. Um, and I certainly don't care where in the car I sit. Um, this guy, as soon as we picked him up, he was like, uh, he looked at my buddy who was sitting shotgun going, um, okay, into the back, pal. Cause oh. he got to do, I was like, so that gives you a sense of what yeah. the conversation was like going up there. Oh, so he oh goes gosh. up and, uh, and, and by the way, remember this is small town gig. So like a lot of, a lot of my stuff is, is hitting. I was able to tailor the act. So I know like, you know, this is, this, these are my people, my buddy, Daryl, uh, Daryl Purvis, great comic, uh, great comic. If you have a chance to see him, uh, he goes up, nails it as you do. And then, uh, we bring up this guy who, um, I believe he did, he did this in, um, there's a, there's a legendary story about this guy who did a, uh, an impression of Mark Garneau, the first Canadian astronaut. 
and it's this whole act out, and 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 uh, he goes, "It's my impression of Mark Garneau, the first, the the first Canadian astronaut." And then they play music cue, music cue, always the sign of a great comic bit. So <laughs> it's the it's the theme from two thousand one, A Space Odyssey. Oh yes. And so he very slowly is now he's got the space helmet on, and he's just like moving like he's in space, and then he's you know gesturing with the boom, 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 boom. And so he brings out a, a beer, Molson Canadian, and then floats it over to his hand and he opens it, bum, 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 bum. <laughs> and he takes the, uh, the, the tube out of the helmet and at the crescendo shoves it into the opening of the beer and then holds it out and the Canadian crowd goes mental, right? Um, he did this apparently, he was on tour in London and if you've never read or, or listened to Lenny Bruce's The Palladium Bit, it is like this. He, uh, uh, this guy goes up and he is losing the crowd, does not know what to do. He goes, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to do the old show. He goes, here you go. I don't know if you guys know this guy, Mark Garneau. Uh, here he is, uh, Mark Garneau, the first Canadian astronaut. And uh, this guy at the back of the room goes, what you got to do? Drink a beer. <laughs> Thank you. Good night. So... <laughs> That was his closing. So he goes up. So this is the level of, of, of stuff he's doing. So he's doing like old hack fucking premises and hey, women drive like this. And, you know, most of most of the material is probably prob- problematic by today's standards. Gets off stage having just had his cock milk by this this crowd. And uh, he just turns to us and unironically just beaming says, are you happy you were able to witness the greatness? <laughs> So uh, I was happy I was driving. <laughs> I um, it, it, see when you're talking a great comic impression. I once seen a guy do in a comedy. I can't even remember the guy's name. I'm sorry, but he said, "Would anyone like to see my Roy Orbison impression?" Okay, uh, yeah. He put on a pair of wayfarers and lay down, which, <laughs> I, which I thought was fucking genius. That's <laughs> awesome. Hey, <laughs> speaking of. Speaking of impressions, I need to. Maybe you guys know, and if not, I'm turning it over to the listener. Old, I, I don't know why this hit me in, my, in 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 my head this morning, but it pissed off my wife to no end because uh, this guy does an impression of the movie Rocky, and the, basically the impression is uh, it's just him and Mick uh, talking. You're a bum, hey! I ain't no bum. You're a bum, hey! I ain't no bum. Hey, you're a bum. Hey, I ain't no bum. And so I go, okay, you're not a bum. You're a loser. Hey, I ain't no loser. You're a loser. Hey, I ain't no loser. <laughs> and he goes, okay, you're not a loser. You're an imbecilic buffoon. Hey, I ain't no bum. So I wish I could remember who that was because after the fifth, hey, I ain't no bum, my wife is like, you stop now. <laughs> it's, a, it's a Stuart Lee thing, isn't it? But he just, it's it, it, all the rakes and Sideshow Bob and the Sims. Yeah, where yeah, yeah. It's, ju- it's, it's how far you push it because <laughs> it'll be funny. Then it'll be less funny. Mm-hmm. Then it's not funny. Mm-hmm. Then you get annoyed. And it's at that point, do they have the balls to just push through yep. and take yep. it? And if they just do, it it's the funniest <laughs> fucking thing in the whole world. And the Simpsons, the original rate gag is 21 times. Yes, and like I say the first, they cut it now, which really annoys me. But the first time I saw it, of course you're like, ha! ha, ha. Then right, okay, not really. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, for fuck's sake. And then <laughs> by the end of it, by like the 18th yes. time, he stood on a rake and went, I thought I was going to pass out. I genuinely was in pain. Um it's Three after you're writing the letter, dear Simpsons writers. Yeah, yeah. So that that's not funny. You're just killing it. Oh, and it's just so fucking brilliant. But they cut it now, and you know, yeah. As you do with everything. I, I think I think that the the best one of that is uh, Paul Rudd on uh, Conan, and he always brought the clip of um, oh, what the what the hell's the movie where, where the where the kid falls down on the on the wheelchair and falls off the cliff, and then the oh. little aliens there. Um, what? Why can't I think of the movie? Is this a movie it, or is, is this? No, no, it's it's a terrible '80s movie, and God damn it, I can't remember it. But every Paul Rudd came on Conan for like 20 years, and every single time would do Mac like, and Me, Mac and Me, yes, Mac and Me. It would do this, you know, setting up a clip from the newest movie he was in or the newest show or fucking whatever, mm-hmm. and that would show this, right? So his very last show. His very last appearance on Conan, he comes out and they they play this like some some other guy on there is telling a story about SNL and they were on at the same time and like do you want to see the sketch that we almost did? He plays the clip from Mac and Me, mm-hmm. and then Rudd takes like six minutes to set up this whole premise that he almost picked a clip from a different movie and da, 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 this whole thing and for like the twenty eighth time. <laughs> he goes, do, do you guys want to see the clip that, uh, that I almost brought that, that you would have been seeing for all these years? <laughs> yeah, Conan's... And you get to hear as soon as it starts, Conan goes, oh, fuck! <laughs> 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 it just every damn time, for two decades, the same clip of Mac and me, and the kid falling off the cliff on the wheelchair, and the alien's head popping up, and mm-hmm. that's... Yes. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, do you remember a film from the 80s called Short Circuit? Of oh, course. Yeah. Yeah. 25, he's alive. 25 is alive. Have you guys uh, come across that film recently? No. Right, okay, yeah. Neither had I. But, you know, it's a beloved, <laughs> beloved childhood movie, and my sister was wanting to show, because she, she, do you remember that film, Short Circuit, that you and I loved when we were kids? I said, yeah. Uh, she said, Johnny Five, he's alive and everything. I said, yeah, brilliant, funny. And she said, well, yeah. So, um, my sister said, ah, show kids, because they, they're getting to that age. I, I love this about kids that they'll, they'll sit and watch, you know, old movies. Well, to them, you know, old movies. Whereas when I was a wee boy, but then again, it was black and white. Mm-hmm. Old movies that are boring, you know. Um, but but they love all, so she was showing them various kind of knocking about 80s comedies. And she went, I'll order Short Circuit. So she orders Short Circuit and it arrives. Do you remember there was an Indian character in it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember there was an Indian character in it, and I hadn't remembered who played the Indian character. It's Parker Stevens. Now, Parker Stevens is best known for what Party Boy, would you say? Yeah, Uh, yeah, yeah. One of the first things you notice about Parker Stevens, he's on IMDb, folks, go and look at him. You might actually have a clue from the name. Yeah, yeah, he's not, uh... (laughs) he's not Indian, right? No. He doesn't look ethnically Indian. Um, no. In that he is white. 
He is utterly white. He's as white as I oh, am. Oh, he's uh, no, he's he's like, yeah, he's cornbread man. He's like, called Parker yeah. Stevens. Right, he's called Parker Stevens. You don't get worse pair than that. Well, he, okay? he, he was he was one of the Hardy Boys, the Hardy Boys yeah. television program. He was yeah. right, <laughs> and I was like, and Anne goes, "Yup." And I'm like, holy fuck, how did we not notice that when we were kids? She's yeah. like, it looks as though that they they spent fully six minutes in makeup where they went, oh, we'll just get some some gravy and, you know, shoe polish, rub, shoe polish and rub it on. Yeah. It'll do. And he is given it the most, yeah, he's given it the old college try, but it's like, not. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, holy shit, man, because... I don't know about you, I, th- I think that we grew up, you know, those things in the past, but to me, the 80s, as we've discussed, was, what, you know, an hour ago. So, <laughs> yeah. It, 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 but you're like, did nobody go, right, you know, why don't we actually get an Indian guy to, mm-hmm. to play the Indian guy? Because right. then it won't be grossly offensive. But Anne said, I- at least I figured out why it's never on the telly. Right. I-, I was watching, um, I-, I was down watching the... Uh... The Czech uh, uh, Holland game, mm-hmm. uh, and, and I'd got I'd gotten to the pub kind of late, so they had on like a smallish TV, like off to the side that I couldn't. I could tell by the colors who mm-hmm. they were. But I had no idea who was playing, who was in goals, fucking anything. Right. I could see the score and the colors of the teams involved, and that was it. Because on the center screen, they had on uh, the Gunslinger, the classic 1960s television program. Uh-huh. And the premise of the whole episode, before I got him to change it over to the uh, to the, the Belgium Portugal uh, affair, mm-hmm. was that uh, you know your, your your titler character there he gets clobbered in the head by a guy who's clearly not an Indian but is dressed mm-hmm. like one, who mm-hmm. then steals the small white child for some reason because right. you know, that's what Indians did, right? Mm-hmm. Whole bunches of them came up, they just club you in the head and steal the children mm-hmm. right away. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so and it's like, and then the same way with Parker Stevens, they're all very clearly white men who um, they they took some Neat's foot oil and just rubbed <laughs> all over their bodies uh, uh. And, and just threw out there. And we're like, all right, well, we got this, I guess. Yeah, this will, close this enough. Right. And, 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 you know, it's like I understand why my parents' generation maybe didn't have the best. Uh, uh, you know, takes on Native Americans, I mm-hmm. guess. You know, I mean, if you grew up watching this on television every single day and every single episode of every single show of like the shootest and all these other, right? Yeah, but to be fair, uh, they did give a lot of work to Italians and Jews. That's true, yes. Okay, yes. Uh, lots yeah. of Jews playing Indians, yes, yeah. <laughs> lots of Jews, lots of Italians, anyone with a, re- yeah, a, a slightly darker skin. It all goes back yeah. to that. Oh no! The very first Mexicans that came, yeah. Yeah, holy cow! They blacker than us. It, it, it goes back <laughs> to that, but uh, in blazes that, that that'll do. But but yeah, Anne was like, she's like, I don't know what you know what to do with the DVD. I was like, bum it. <laughs> you know, you can't show that. <laughs> like, because because I mean, these are you know, kids are much more you know, they're much more mature and switched on than we were. I said, if you show that to Cameron is thirteen, he's going to go, why the hell is a white guy doing a comedy? <laughs> right. An accent and. You know, blacking up. He, I said he's not going to enjoy it. So it's uh, that one's that one's kind of lost, I think, in the in the annals. But no, I couldn't believe it. And I'm like, fucking hell, man! It was only only thirty years ago. Right. Yeah. Turns out it's actually thirty six. Yeah. 
Right about. I, you know, hey, hey, the, the, the good thing, uh, I, I, I got some good news for me. Okay. Because um, it's a, young American adults are dying at a rate higher than it's been since 1953. Mm-hmm. And it's not just COVID. But the cutoff is at 34. Oh, so I'm, okay, fine. Right then. I'm fine. There you go. Yeah. Look so, at you. If, if, if you're American younger than me and listening to this, uh, tough shit. But... <laughs> do, a, do a well. <laughs> I don't. So, uh, speaking of Jewish cowboys, um, <laughs> I don't. I, again, I don't know why this one hit my head. I believe it's a Stephen Wright joke, but if not, it it, it sounds like Stevie Ray Fromstein to me. But it doesn't it doesn't make sense? So I'm going to say a Stephen Wright, um, where he's uh, he says that he's in the um, in his psychiatrist waiting room, and this beautiful woman comes in, and uh, he says, you know, what are you in for? And she's like, well, I, I hate to tell you this, I'm a uh, nymphomaniac but i'm only turned on by um uh jewish cowboys she goes by the way my name's shirley and he goes hi i'm bucky fromstein (laughs) (laughs) my my favorite stephen wright i mean there's so many of them one i use a lot is it's a small world but i wouldn't want to have it yeah i mean that's brilliant and uh the the other one that, that just slays me every time is I remember the night in the because you know the delivery which is just mm-hmm. the best part of it. Uh, I remember the night that the the candle shop in the town burnt down. We all just stood around and watched it. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I went to a place that said we can have breakfast at any time. So I said, "Great, I'll have French toast during the Renaissance." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, I love there's there's one joke he did that was actually it's a longer form joke like it wasn't a one liner. Is him talking to the bird who refuses to fly south? You know <laughs> this? Oh, yeah, yeah. Is like a, I, was, I was looking out my window the other day, saw saw a, a bird with sneakers on, <laughs> carrying a little sign that says, "I'm not flying anywhere." <laughs> so I open up the window and I say, "Hey, buddy, what's up?" And he goes, "Winter's here, summer's there. I don't know who invented it. Sure was the bird." He goes, I get what you mean. Come on in. Take a load off. I'm just making some breakfast. Want some eggs? Sorry. <laughs> I, I mean, he, he was so underrated. The delivery was just magnificent. I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, I've put a skylight in, in my house. My upstairs neighbor is pissed. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's really simple stuff, but the mm-hmm. way he does it as well is just absolutely. Uh, he, that was quite interesting because there was a lot of stuff uh, talking about the 80s. He kind of came over and there was a lot of interest in US. Can remember Emo Phillips? Oh, um, I opened for him. He's great. Oh, yeah. genius. Absolute genius. I mean, he came over and, and you know, there was this that influx of. It was weird because these guys were kind of quite big stars in the UK at a time when they weren't really big stars in the US, mm-hmm. like they would be appearing on British chat shows, but they weren't getting on The Tonight Show. Right. Uh, and it was a kind of strange time that you were able to do that. You know, you could come to, bands used to do that a lot. Like the Ramones were always much bigger in, in the UK mm-hmm. than they ever were in the States. Um, and, uh, you know, they used to say, it's quite an odd thing to me that, that you could, it doesn't really happen the other way around. The only one I can think of is, you remember that really dreadful 90s band, Bush? Of course. Yeah. Um, yes. I, I, yeah. I Bush X over here. Zeppelin yeah. were slightly larger in North America than they were in, in Britain, I would but think. That, at least, at well, least until like 1975. Right. Yeah, maybe, but I mean, they were playing Nebworth and stuff over here, which is like. Yeah, but that was in 79. I mean, not, not, not like. Until they played Earl's Court in 75, I don't think Zeppelin had really made that 
huge man in back over there. Well, you know, we 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 had loads of good bands, so we didn't need to get to so you know you we had David Bowie and you were producing fucking Grand Funk Railroad. Yeah, he so you were making oh Jesus <laughs> He was not he was in Germany making fucking Nazi symbols is what he was doing. Oh yeah, he was doing <laughs> that, doing cocaine and uh thinking he, <laughs> thinking he was like the, the, the second coming of Adolf Hitler. But um <laughs> you know i I'm having to do research actually this week for uh our history boys show at the weekend. So uh I've been downloading various books for it in the topic mm-hmm. but sally and i have one of those shared uh kindle accounts right and yeah. sally sort of said to me is there any reason why there's suddenly nine books about hitler <laughs> in my have, have you something you want to tell me <laughs> and I was like, uh, well, clearly i'm not going to tell you but you'll know as soon as the, you'll know as soon as the tanks begin to move <laughs> and it, it, it's one of those because i was speaking to, to martin about it and he was telling me one time he, he, he had to read for a, a, a university he was um flying back home you know funny enough we'll talk about that he was flying from his university you know home for the uh, yeah, weekend or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he had to uh, that weekend read Ian Kershaw's biography of Hitler, which is an enormous book. It's it's, yeah. it's the definitive mm-hmm. one, but it is it's a huge book. And this is pre mm-hmm. pre um, ebook. And he says, so I'm sitting at London Airport, at Heathrow Airport, and I've I've got my book, and I get on the plane and I sit down. And he says, and then the most Jewish woman in the whole world. Mm-hmm. Um, sits down next to me. I was like, what do you mean Jewish? How do you know? He says, because he's with, she's with, she's married to a Hasidic Jew who's sitting across. I was like, all right, fair enough. And um, she says, so on the cover, of course, there's Adolf. And he's like, what the fuck do I do? <laughs> I really need to read this book. And I mean, he says, do I say to her? Do I go, look, I'm sorry. I, it's university. I'm not, I'm not looking for tips. It's not like a how-to manual for me. And I said, I I just, I put it away. He says, I couldn't. I I just couldn't. I I had that happen to me. First of all, I was um I was reading Nick Kershaw's Hitler book. It's a bit of a riddle. Uh, uh, There are are about fifteen people in the audience who get that, and it was worth it. Every one of us. The um, I wouldn't it be, uh, wouldn't it be nice if they all got together? Oh, gorgeous! Thank you. <laughs> um, you know where I, uh, you know where I read it uh, near a tree by a river. Uh, there's a whole. So we could just uh, do this all day. Now. This is a series from now yeah, we're, we're on. Done. This is now. Yep. Uh, I I I was reading um Dick Gregory's uh, autobiography. Uh, which is has a problematic title uh, for white guys to say, but not other uh, other uh, uh, other people. Let's say that, and uh, it's emblazoned on the cover of the book, right? Yes, yes. But it's, it's it's there's no hiding it. And I was reading, uh, I was reading it on the subway, and it was just after Michael Richards had his little comedic meltdown. Oh yes, yes. so it was being talked by. 
it was t- being talked about by everyone, including this clutch of people that were standing in front of me on the subway who were <laughs> deeply offended and couldn't get And I'm just looking at my book in the top of every page, N-word, 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 N-word. And I'm like, I have never more wanted a Hustler magazine in my life. <laughs> to- <laughs> Do you have any high society or class yeah. literature? Um, yes. I'll, I'll take that. No, it's, 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 it's such a difficult one. See, I, the other kind of modern version of it, there, there were two things that I was very judgmental of. Um, is firstly, when I was commuting up and down to my last job, there were a lot of women, a lot of women, sitting on the train reading Fifty Shades of Grey. Of course. Yeah. So... And I'm like, you know, strong, independent women, and I am a friend to you know the feminist community, and that's great that they want to sit and read that. And then also in our maze, going, you dirty cow, um, <laughs> <laughs> because you know if I was sitting reading, you know, like Penthouse, then I would expect people to sort of pull me up on it, right? But they're sitting reading with filth, basically, right? Mm. Um, uh, on the train and the other one and if you've done this and a few you will have and i look as we all know shame i i'm not judgmental right you know mm-hmm. oh, you not know, at all not right. at all right uh i'm, I'm really happy go lucky what you do is your business it, it's you know as life is you the queen yeah. mm-hmm. as long as you don't do several of the thousand things that i've contradicted <laughs> the, the podcast then nope right live and let live i say live free or don't that's my motto and, uh, <laughs> but if any of you have done this because do not sit on a train reading a Harry Potter book if you're oh. above the age of eight. Okay? <laughs> I went on, not transphobic. I went on a date, right? And I, I wasn't on the dating scene very long, thankfully. I'd, I'd been with my... I'd, I met my first wife when I was 18. I was with her till I was 31. And then sort of like three months after we split up, I started seeing Sally. We're married, right? That's basically my dating history since I was 18. Yeah. And in that four months i get set up on a date and i went out and you know just talked away quite nice and the, the the lady said to me she goes uh so who are some of your favorite authors and i named them right you know mm-hmm. and i didn't go to i didn't pull out the umberto eco card to look <laughs> right? you know, I, was, I, wasn't, I, I wasn't a wank i could have been but you know mm-hmm. i was okay and i was like well i like this author i like that author and she went oh harry potter books i love them what's your favorite and i, I I couldn't help it. I just, I, I looked at her and I must have, she must have read it in my face. I just went, I'm an adult. <laughs> <laughs> Downhill from there. Yeah. What's your favorite Harry Potter book? Uh, the one with the cat in the hat. Yeah. I think. Just, what I like. Um, I, I felt like saying to her, it's like, I'm a 31 year old divorced male. If I'm reading children's book, I should be going to prison because there's no other reason for me to be doing I mean, uh, to me, it's the modern equivalent of saying, I have some nice puppies in the van. Would you like to come and stroll them? (laughs) (laughs) It's just utterly bizarre to me, but she was really fucking into it and she's telling me all the things about it. She went, would you at least watch the movies? And I'm like, no, it's not that I'm too stupid to read a book, love. It's that I'm an adult. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, I told Sally this story not long after she started dating. She went, David, what if she'd said to me, what if she said to you, I love the Muppets? And I said, well, that's different. Oh, so this brings up a, a, a fantastic point of, of women calling on, calling you on your bullshit. Um, it is no um, 
news in this house that I am not a huge fan of Ronaldo. I just I cannot stand the man. Um, your your hands would tire of punching him. Yes, I was going to yes. say. I think you said to me the other week that you would never tired of beating him. Yeah. Right. So yeah, fair yeah. to say you're not you, a fan. You'd yeah. switch hands, right, and <laughs> uh, just shake off the other one while you're just feeding him fists. And um, uh, we're we're watching the Portuguese game, and um, I'm, I'm I'm cheering nicely, and. Um, my my good lady wife says, "What would you do if Rangers signed Ronaldo?" And I said, "Cheer him on." Of course, you what have no choice. You you don't like it. You're punching yourself in the nuts every time you do it, but you do it. I so watch him score four well, goals in the Rangers top. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> it's it's really weird to say that. Me and me and Adam are tactically. We had a really immature conversation about this the other night. But I said, "Look." Imagine if we signed Ronaldo. He was sure. like, oh, that'd be amazing. And we we sort of listed all the stuff. Now, never ever going to happen, you know, but it was just, oh, he'd score 74 goals before Christmas. And, you know, it would, <laughs> it would just be the most amazing time. But we are, we're allowed to be hypocritical as, as, as football. But I laughed when Steven Gerrard slipped, right, that time. I laughed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no. I hate to break through. I hate that. I've cheered Kenny Miller three times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, there you exactly. go. If somebody <laughs> brings up Stephen Gerrard's slip, I, I'm like, go get my rope and f- I'll go look for a tree. Right? Yeah. That's the, it's just, uh, but oh, this, you're allowed to do it. Yeah, it did. <laughs> you're, you're, you're allowed to be a hypocrite if you're a football fan. It's, it's, it's part, although we're seeing a very interesting experience. Today, actually, timing this. We're mm-hmm. so fucking good. See our segue. We, we, you, we don't charge for this. You fucking people are so lucky. Right, that you've got you've got a professional comedian and you've got Todd and you've got Shane <laughs> Right, but Everton today have an appointed Rafa. <laughs> right, and I they're fans. Um so far I'll give you some of my favourite comments on this. I'll just sorry a wee second to look them up because we don't plan this yet. Um but um why don't we just end the club today? Let's part as <laughs> friends. We had a good run. Um, someone else saying, "Ah, it's okay. He knows the roads, so he was on time for the interview. He says that he'll do quite well, so he clearly has ambition. And let's face it, he knows the city, and he'll be able to go and see his own team on the nights we're not playing." So they wanted to tap up Gerard, couldn't. So then they're like, "Well, fuck it. We'll just go get Rafa then. That that that'll <laughs> like." How how dedicated to noising up your own supporters do you have to be? Uh, like, who's like, he, he's going to bring in like Dirk Cout to run their fucking youth. Right. Oh. <laughs> it's the, somebody saying it's true. It's the equivalent of us hiring Brendan Rodgers. It's like nobody's right. saying, well, he's not a good coach, right? None of us would say that. Yeah, but right. all of us would say, get that so far to fuck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's not a question of his competence, but. Yeah, you know, the other thing that, that that some Everton fans are, are are saying is the club keeps saying it and things like, well, you know, you know, he's he's very committed to the city. Yes, the other half of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he's a lovely man, Rafa Benitez, and he has he does so much, you know, for the justice for the '96 campaign. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, yep. Uh, even the day he left Liverpool, he donated ninety six thousand pounds to the the search for you know the Hillsborough Justice, and well, he, he is a lovely guy. For like four more years, the day he left. So yeah, I know, but he, even, he, he, he didn't need to do it, and he's yeah, always been yeah. you know very good. And he does adore Liverpool. Um, as I said, his family still live in the world. They always have. Uh, even yeah. his moves around the world, his family have always uh, kept a house in the world. Yeah. So, but 
he is Mr. He loves Liv. I mean, he, it's not even nobody doesn't know this. He 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 grew up supporting Liv. He, he adores the club, and now he's taking over Everton. And I think there's this myth, and the English media who are not from Liverpool are bad for spreading this. That oh, it's <laughs> the friendly derby. Oh, they you know they get on and they sit together. No, no, they, no. they fucking hate <laughs> no. each other. Right, yeah. they really do hate each other. I've been in it an Anfield derby at Goodison, and trust me, there were fucking bottles flying on the way in and stuff. They don't like each other at all. Um, and it's just, as you said, though, it's like, right, how can we fuck them off? Is yeah. Bill Shankly still alive? <laughs> right. So, right. Okay, so we can't, we can't, we can't get him. Just bring in Dalglish as, as like, I don't know, director of something. You know, yeah, we'll, we'll get it. It's, it's working. He's come to the director at Liverpool. Oh, that would have been ideal. He's out. Um, <laughs> those American guys that used to own them, are they looking for a coaching job? Uh, <laughs> they would be ideal. And uh, another one on here on the, the reaction of Twitter feed, it just says, I, ha- I actually have to admire how much you must go out of your way at the start of every summer to think, how can we really ruin their summer? Right. <laughs> It's oh. wonderful, isn't it? Uh, let's, 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 let's get, we'll get a couple of questions out of the way here because the, the Onion headline of the week is a little bit longer than normal. I, okay. I, I hate to break it to you. Do you Dave Kerr wants to know, if you could sign any Rangers player of the past mm. for the upcoming season, who would it be and why? He'd go with uh, the, the peak Baza because our midfield needs some help. That's a great show. Yes, it I is. Have. And ever since I read that one, I was like, "Well, who else would you would you grab?" And I'm just like, "Is it our lifetime?" But I suppose. It yeah, let, let, let's do that. Let's 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 yeah. do our life. We did. I, I'm, we did something else. I, I I think Alberts would be right in that conversation. Yeah. Imagine yeah. having this team just playing Holy. off the front. Yep. Exactly. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> um. You know, guys, a loud drop obviously spring to mind. Loud drop mm-hmm. would be amazing to watch, but for me. Alley, yeah, yeah, because we're gonna need a striker at some point. Yeah. Well, yeah. see, see, in modern football, genuinely, if we needed this four-three-three that everyone plays, where you need a central striker who has the ability to hold the ball up, who's who's good in the air to give you that option, who has pace, who has strength, who can yeah. bring other players in. Mark Hately right now would be worth, mm-hmm. worth yeah. six, seven yeah. million. Yeah. Easy, yeah. easy. Yeah. 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 Uh, the other, the other name that uh, I, I kind of went. I, I had thoughts of Geo, and I also had uh, Brian Laudrop kind of yeah. traipsed through, yeah. through my mind. But I'm like, yeah, but who do they knock out? Like, it's just... It... I, I think Brian Laudrop probably knocks out anyone. If, if probably, I, yeah. He knocks out McGregor. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> much as we love the lads, and we do, we love this side, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's Brian Laudrop for crying out loud. Gaza would be bored shitless with our modern dressing room. <laughs> All these wee guys that like playing chess and you know going to art galleries. Just, and stuff. just be like McGregor would be like, stop calling me. Stop yeah. calling me. It would be like you, you know can't that one. Do where, that every day. You know that one where Homer goes to college and he's yes. like, right, come on, nerds, we need to play some pranks. That would be Gaza. Nerd. That would be Gaza, just constantly trying yeah. to get. You've got, we've got to play a prank on that stuffy old Dean. That's that's my. I, mean, I, mean, I, I don't know. The alley would be much better. 
<laughs> just, I love picturing like you know, with Gaza doing the pranks is like just born a bear shaking his going, shaking his head. Like, There's shit in my shoe again, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the deepest voice in the whole world. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, let's see. Down the same line, uh, Al Bundy, loyal here. Well done. Mm-hmm. Wants to know uh, what what player did we pretend to be in the school playground? Oh. Um, two for me. One was uh, when I first you know became a football fan. Rangers were um, how can I put it, pish, and <laughs> the the only player any of us wanted to be was Davy Cooper. So much so that you had all these wee right footed boys trying to okay. yeah trying to run about and play on a left foot. And then when I was a wee bit older, as I mentioned, I played up front. Alley. Sorry to be boring, but you know, Alley. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna give away my uh, age and my nationality. Um, Paul Coffey. Oh yes. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that oh, yeah. that show on Apple about the American? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Much. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm, I'm trying. I guess as a footballer, as a very young man, it would have been like I don't know, Wynalder or Kobe Jones or someone like that. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. There, there, there weren't a lot of great options in the. Uh, oh, some decent. That was the nineties. That US team was pretty. Well, I mean, that that ninety four top is. Well, yeah, because oh. Reina Reina would have been there ninety four too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, but they were, they were all midfield. They were all. I mean, Winaldo was a decent forward, but I always saw it was more of a. Anyway, there you go. Fuck it. That kit was amazing, though. Yeah, Jesus uh, Christ. <laughs> the the, the, the quasi denim looking. Yeah. Fucking, Oh, that man. thing was no, nah, but it is a classic. Whether you, you know, it's, it's mm-hmm. one that people. I, I have one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's it's an awesome kit, and it still it reminds me of um, England went there to play friendly in '93. I think it was the year before yeah. the World Cup that they didn't yeah. qualify for, and they went to play America. And at the time, yeah. American soccer was still considered over here uh, a total joke. I was going to say a bit of a joke, but at that time, was still this is before obviously. Well, and, before. Now, and now, like England, we don't qualify for World Cups. So, well, I mean, sh- we've, we've made shocker. it. Yeah, it's a, it's a shocker. Yeah. But but they went there and they lost two 0 And Alexi Lalas, who at that point nobody over here had ever heard of, so we didn't really we we would know after the next World Cup it was actually really good. But yeah. at that point, nobody knew. And I remember. You know, that week there was some comedy show and, and uh, I think it might have been David Bedeo. He said, fantastic. England this week managed to lose to a guy who looked like a fucking member of the Glastonbury hippie traveling community. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, him, and, him and Billy Conley really had the same look going. Yeah, for a little. Was right. Yeah. Um, I don't know if a band made it there, but he really looked like the lead singer of a band called the Stereo MCs. Um as well so but he did have that sort of uh crusty we call them yeah. over here that that sort of big fan of folk music and sitting around the campfire with a didgeridoo protesting against an underpass oh, I, mm-hmm. yeah I, I yeah i know a few of them still so mm-hmm. <laughs> uh scotia wants to know very top three weird al yankovic songs he goes living with a hernia dare to be stupid and bob yeah yeah Ah, I, I do like There's, that. Yeah, I I went for Melanie, which is a uh, original off of mm-hmm. uh, even worse, and is fucking hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, eat it, 
Eat It would be yeah, for me. so good. Because that was yeah. the first. That that was like I know he'd done the 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 ride in the bus or whatever and everything, but Eat It was the first Michael Jackson one where you're like, holy shit, this is right. uh, this is great. And uh, uh, Amish Paradise because uh, uh, Coolio almost murdered him. <laughs> and, and <he> thought, <laughs> I still love that. He's like, he thought up and down that he had like, cause he would never do songs without permission from the, from the artist. You right. know, like he would ask Prince multiple times. He asked George Michael multiple times. Like, I'd like to do this stuff. No, 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 no. So he didn't. And he thought for certain that he had Coolio's permission through his people. And then Coolio ran into him and was like, I'm about fucking murder you. If you talk to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, uh, I, 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 I liked um, pretty uh, pretty fly for a rabbi. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, white and nerdy. White and nerdy is up I really like that one. And and dare to be stupid, obviously. And and Bob, the first time you hear that, you go, "Oh Christ, really?" You know. <laughs> for our um, U.S. sports show on Heart and Hand, uh, we actually used the track uh, "Sports Song," um, which is with oh, Dai yeah. Yankovic. Uh, because it's it, it, it's everything I like about that sort of American idea, which is uh, the sports team from our area is better than the sports team from your area. No. <laughs> it's, it's really fantastic. Uh, let's see. Da, 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 da. Grandma's new. How would uh, Jared reacted? If uh, David's first press conference, he hit out with the same patter as uh, James Forrest, as opposed to your, hello, Stephen. (laughs) (laughs) He'd have been able to model the guy across the internet. I mean, just by looking. um, I I mean, to be fair to... Let's, let's, hold on. Let's clear up one thing, right? There are two James Forrests. Right. (laughs) Um, No, it's it's bad. I mean, it was bad. I got told it was bad, right? I got... got, I got yeah. told yeah. it's you know honestly like, you'll like need to set worthy yeah I, I, so I thought I'd set my expectations um mm-hmm. I was I was wrong I, no. I was <laughs> um no. it, it lasted about what five minutes as well the que- there's nothing I think less promising in any walk of life when somebody begins a sentence with it this is less of a question than yeah. a statement right. Uh, yeah, and you're like, oh god, we're going to be mm-hmm. here a while. Someone, so, someone can't afford therapy. Yes, it, it's a nutter. <laughs> but when he started banging on about Tony Mowbray and shit, and you're like, that, you know, you could just see him sitting there going, "What the fuck is going on here?" Uh, was it was it McCulloch who was sitting there with him? Was it was it Big Jer? No, it was uh, Mackay. Oh no, what? Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. It was Dominic McCaffrey, and, and brilliantly yeah, though, that. The, when the guy said, you know, he, he turned into fucking Simeon um, versus <laughs> Justice, uh, where he said, you know, they're not your friends, we are your friends, uh, and that's so that's all I can hear now. Going, we are your friends, yeah. <laughs> it's just a bizarre thing to, to, to say to them. Um, I, I I loved it. I loved every second of it. Um, and it's a, it's a problem with giving everything under the, the one term. So, you know, everything fan media must be the same. You know, that's mm-hmm. a wee bit seeing, you know, CNN is the same as Breitbart, for example. You know, there's totally different areas you can go in. It's a big blanket term. But I can absolutely promise you, all of the listeners, that at no point am I going to sit down with Stephen Gerrard and say, Stephen, do you think Jackie Kennedy had John Kelly? 
<laughs> That's more of a Gary McAllister question. Yeah, yeah. Tell, tell me, Tom Culshaw. Yeah. Do you think they, fa- you think they faked the moon landings? Because apparently it was all done at a set. Oh God. All right, let, let's let's get to this here because I, I, I couldn't set out. There were a lot of good headlines this week, but then this popped up, which is a, a wonderful Onion slideshow, and I went through and picked out five out of the like fifty. Ooh. But uh, kids shows that actually had some very adult storylines yeah. is the is the theme. Okay. So Daniel Tiger, the episode is sharing on the strip. Daniel and Miss Elena visit the new house that Prince Wednesday is helping Katerina Kitty Cat build, but discovers they are building on land annexed by the Israeli government. <laughs> <laughs> Peppa Pig, the grooming goat. This otherwise innocent episode features Peppa's handsome but much older music teacher, Mr. Goat, who praises her on being so mature for her age and invites her to his house so they can get to know each other better. Oh my God. <laughs> Teletubbies, upgrade. Although there was no visible gore, viewers of this episode were subjected to eight minutes of the Teletubbies shrieking in pain when their outdated cathode ray tube television screens were forcibly ripped from their tubbies and replaced with LCDs. <laughs> <laughs> I would watch that. Yeah. Party and friends, adoptive kids aren't the same. <laughs> <laughs> Many parents were shocked when the emotional Barney sang a song about how parents will simply never love adopting kids the same as their own biological children. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, Red and Stippy, episodes 1 through 52. It's actually pretty messed up that your parents let you watch this as a kid. Right. <laughs> nice. Um, my, my nephew, I told you he was 13, had somehow managed to let Anne let him watch Rick and Morty. Mm-hmm. Um, God. Uh, he he played that. It's a cartoon, mum. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Hey, you know, if you don't check. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, no, it's on half. It's on half. Yeah. All right, <laughs> that'll do it. Uh, people want to have predictions for the weekend. I know you do like whole shows about this, David. But mm. let, let's just who's who's your winners? Just give the four winners. We don't need scores. I don't want to do scores or extra time or somebody's going to penalties. Just give me the winners. England, Italy, uh, Spain, and what's the other one? Czech, Denmark. Czech, Denmark. Denmark. Todd? Denmark, Italy, Ukraine, Switzerland. Todd's making friends. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Put put Uh, a penny on that, and if it comes in, you you can buy Australia. Yeah. 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 Was it those like four people that pick both three threes? Yeah, we're at like nine thousand to one or whatever the yeah. fuck four, it was. Four four people picked it, and yep. three point six million people then photoshopped it the next day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think half the Ukrainian side's dead now. Yeah, and that's and I'm, not, I'm not even talking about the war. I just think they're. I'm pretty sure they didn't survive the game against Sweden. So England. Um, I, I'm gonna assume Hazard's healthy, so I'm gonna I'm gonna take Belgium, mm. which just, I don't like that pick already. Denmark oh. and uh, Switzerland because I'm fuck this pretend ass Spanish side. They are so fucking They're bad. They're not good. Can we, 
ten goals in ten goals in two games. Yeah, but how <laughs> where was that? Where was up? But yeah. imagine, imagine what they'd be like if they had a striker. Yeah. <laughs> or or a centre back. Oh yeah. Shit. Yeah. But um, God, or a goalie. Uh, I just, I also think Switzerland might have a little bit of the whole. We've already, you know, we've done our bit here. This is us famous. We knocked out France. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but, but the, they've got the big the big fucker in the middle, and oh, Spain no, no. has nobody that can stop. Yeah, they're, that's, they're good. That's I just fine. think that there might be a little bit of the whole. You know, yeah. we've already achieved something, and we want yeah, to go on holiday. Yeah, yeah. But we all know that England's just going to steamroll over the UK, or Ukraine, uh, right? Like, yeah, just, yeah. it's yeah, yeah. Four or, four or five. England, though, are, are reminding me a little bit as they're doing their, their kind of, well, I mean, it's all opened up and, you know, there's no reason we can't win it. Have you seen that bit in, uh, I know you both have, uh, Hot Shots when dead meat is just about to get on the plane? Yes. yes. It's that, that's exactly <laughs> yeah. what they're doing at the moment. <laughs> oh, man. All right, I'll do it. We'll be back uh, next week after, yeah. uh, oh, shit. Well, the semifinals Tuesday. Right. Um. I don't and know. Then we'll, the we'll next one's Wednesday. The next one's Wednesday. So yeah. maybe, maybe we'll, well, we'll 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 see how the schedule yeah. works next week. Sure. I mean, it's the fucking summer anyway. We god damn it. We mm-hmm. deserve we deserve a little time off. If, if there's Christ. only if there's only one game though, we could do our usual about six, and the game won't start till late. So. Oh yeah, because then yeah. Until yeah. Yeah. I don't know. We'll we'll we'll, we'll play it by ear. We'll play yep. it by ear. Don't don't hold us to anything for next week. No. Yeah. We can do that. <laughs> we didn't charge. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So. That'll do it. Uh, Todd, of course, you can always find on Twitter at HeyIt'sTVA. Find all the stuff at HeyIt'sTVA.com. Thank you, Todd. Pleasure as always. For the Azuri. Uh, and David, you can find... Uh, you know where to find David. I don't know why the hell I do this for you. <laughs> David's everywhere. Go yeah. find David. Thanks, yes. David. <laughs> I, am, I am omnipresent. I am, you know, I, I, I'm watching you masturbate right now, listener. Oh, hang on. <laughs> How'd you know Jeffrey Tubin was a listener? <laughs> oh, oh, sorry, sorry. I know we're go and watch Jeffrey Tubin's apology on oh, CNN. Yeah. The ghetto interviewing him didn't enjoy herself, did she? Uh, no. right. Fuck me, she was <laughs> loving it. I, I couldn't have, I was sitting there, I was like, how is he back in modern yeah. society already? What the fuck happened? It was awesome, because the woman was like, right, Jeffrey, I don't want to have to do this, but they've told me I've had to, so I'm going mm-hmm. to enjoy myself. Yep, yep, hey, you she like basically, yeah, she was one going? step away from going, so then, uh, you fucking pervert. Um, <laughs> Hands where I can see him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know, why have you why have you come to the studio today with a packed lunch and three toilet rolls? Um, <laughs> go go watch this folks. It's uncomfortable. It's it's Larry oh. David esque. It's great mm-hmm. and it's real. They just All need right. that spooky music at the end. That's, yes. Yeah, that's oh there has somebody had to have somebody has, has to have done that, yeah. Please, if if you can find that sentence up. Anyway, all right, that'll do it. We will see y'all uh, next week sometime. Bye. Some people call me the Space Cowboy. Yeah. That was a Heart and Hand production.